Welcome to Lift Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, and this podcast is being created to provide you with inspirational and uplifting content to help you level up in life. Join me while I interview a variety of guests from around the world who share their stories, including highs and lows, successes and failures, tips and advice, and the lessons they have learned along their journey. I am also sharing my own growth and transformation process with you while I'm on the road to reaching my ultimate potential. In this podcast, you can expect all things mindset, wellness, self-love, spirituality, personal development and fitness. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. So let's get started. Welcome back to Lift Yourself Podcast. This week, I am here with the final guest interview of 2021, and I couldn't be happier to be joined by Sinead Hegarty. Sinead began to build her online following naturally by sharing her life with her audience. She turned her most difficult moments into her advantage through learning, growing, and sharing her experience and knowledge with others. This helped people to feel less alone, from going through heartbreak to traveling alone. Sinead's audience fell in love with her down-to-earth personality, sense of humour, and she became the online friend you would always go to for advice. Sinead is a businesswoman, queen of self-development, human behaviour, motivational speaker, meditation teacher, podcast host, and content creator. Sinead, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. What an amazing introduction. I'm feeling very blushed. Uh, Well, you definitely deserve it because you've achieved so, so much. And one of the first questions I always like to ask the guests is because this podcast is called Lift Yourself. What are some of the go-to things you do to lift yourself out of like a negative, like a bad funk, negative mindset? What really helps you get back on track to achieving your goals? Um, I think um, first step is kind of like allowing that moment to come in and just really feeling what you're feeling because if you start to throw it behind you it can creep up at another time Um, so whatever it is you're dealing with at that moment whether it be like heartbreak or you know dealing with failure you know we all deal with failure um, and once you can feel it then I would always reframe I'm the biggest reframer ever I like to re- reframe everything so that it's meant for me and then I reframe it so that um it's a lesson for me and then you know if I'm ever in a funk like I, I know when I'm on a funk so it's probably when I haven't meditated for a few days or I you know haven't done the things for me like you know around Christmas time we all feel in a funk and that's why January when January comes we're like let's go let's let's start working out let's just start meditating let's start doing all the stuff so it's because we're out of our we're out of our like natural routine of self-development so I think like doing your little bits for you every day and every morning and the things that you love like whether it be morning or night depend on your depend if you're a night person or a morning person so if I'm not doing those things that I love that are for me then I feel like unaligned so I start to like write down you know why did I feel bad today um how can I fix it tomorrow um so yeah that's usually it like and you can you can explain that funk from from um you know when you're on even when you're out drinking or you're doing something maybe you're on a hand do I'm always like I can't cope with this I can't do five days because I feel out of alignment so yeah no I, I definitely recognize it feel the feels and then you know go to reframing and then start again yeah I love that and when it comes to like the thing that you you said that just stood out to me was how like everything is happening and reframing it like you're in this period for a reason do you believe that that if we are going through something like difficult like heartbreak or 
whatever it is a failure a setback it is to help teach us something and it is to help us to grow as people yeah like one of the best tools for anxiety um is the love of fate I don't know if you've heard that term before, but it's basically the same thing as like reframing. And it's basically like loving your fate and realizing that whatever is happening is happening for you. So if you think about all the things that have happened in my life, like I always think one of my, the best example for love of fate is the time that I was really, really skint. And I'm a kind of person that always has a bit of security in their life. Like I always try to you know, hold on to money. I never took any risks or anything like that. So I remember always having like, okay, I would always try and have like a thousand pound in my bank account at this stage. And I got to the stage where I had 20 at this, and I was in Australia, so it was $20. And that was out of like more pride to ask anyone to help. I was just like going down and down and got to that rock bottom stage. And yeah, it was just super, super skint to the point where like you know I had to like cut back on like everything I you know like what I was eating was like cucumber and tuna I remember it so well um and then that point in my life I realized that you know it's not that scary being that skint like as long as you because when you're that skint you get this absolute urge to for your survival needs so you're like right now I need to get money now I need to get a place now I need to get food and you have all these like crazy this crazy motivation so once you get down there you always find your way and it always you're always fine and like for me at that time like I was I was fine I didn't I always say like I didn't die you know so I just learned that you know if you're skint it's not the worst thing in the world um, and it really taught me a lot because when I went and got money, you know, I went to my, went to my farm work in Australia and I saved $4,000. And I remember being like, I was reading all my self-development. I was studying. I was ready to like do something for me and start a business. So I did my first, I had this idea for a singles event. And because I was, because I was like in a man hitting year of my life like I didn't want to get with any man and I was like I'm ready to come back but there's nowhere there's no dating like I don't want to go on the dating apps so I started a singles event and it was called sale and single but this event was going to cost me four thousand dollars so if I didn't if I wasn't skint I probably wouldn't have been like ah fuck it let's do it like I've already been skint like at least you know what I mean I can always make more money I can always go to back back working in the bar so I had that mindset that I was going to be okay but as long as I took a risk for me because the old me before I was really skinned, I would have been like, no, I need to have another $4,000 before I spend that $4,000. And I would have this massive security and like, I wouldn't take any risk. So that being skinned at that time made me take that risk. And that was, that's $4,000. And then I tripled my money that day and I haven't worked for anyone else since. So, you know, I had to love my fate in that at the time, although it didn't feel nice to be eating like, um tuna and cucumber you know I have to love my faith that it taught me so much at that time and it made me who I am today so yeah that's a good way to reframe and and like I do it in journaling with with people as well I'm like okay let's go back and find what we're grateful for in those moments that were really really tough and what we learned from it because this can just change you know the neurons and stuff in our brain so yeah definitely love of faith is a big tool for me yeah definitely and do you think it helped you discover like a strength that you didn't know you had in that moment because it's almost like the same when your back's up against the wall you either find a way or you make a way and it's kind of like what you did like you were so focused on your self-development and doing the inner work building your confidence you had an idea what you wanted to do and it was like okay I've got nothing else to lose and then all of this strength and you put all your energy into it 
Yeah, I think that's like the there is so much value in having nothing and being at rock bottom because you've nothing to lose when it comes to risk taking. So I definitely think like being at rock bottom, like I even remember it written in my journal, like, you know, I felt like I was at rock bottom, like, you know, it was very hard for me to like go about my days at this, at this time of my life. But once you've been at that rock bottom and you've come out of it a little bit, you're like, I've nothing to lose here. You may as well just fucking go for it. So there is a lot of, yeah, there is a, there's a lot, but at the time it wasn't that easy to say that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So it's good to go back and reframe, but now after, you know, the reframing, a lot now I find it very easy to just if anything comes at me in the you know right now like if someone you know if my laptop breaks or something I'm like yeah I'm meant to be you know not working at this point and meant to be like I won't panic I'll find ways to find lessons um I think I've just trained my brain so much now that it's just no other option yeah and just accepting the moment for what it is instead of trying to force it to be something that it should be or that you think it should be because yeah. I think like that aligns your path to where you're meant to go and I think for you as well because you were in that moment and you were talking about it online people were relating to you they were thinking oh she's down to earth and that's probably why people home to you and wanted to follow you along and hear what you've got to say because you're relatable and also as well, because it's quite inspirational what you did, you know, from going from where you was and all of the stuff that you've been through before you even moved to Australia. And then actually yeah. just like building and growing as a woman. And I think that's why you were able to just grow online and really like step into your truth. Have you always been able to just own who you are or is that something that you've had to practice? Um, I mean, I think like there's certain certain aspects of me that like, I didn't know that I had until like I had an online presence and I was like oh like I remember driving around in my dad's van like and I always drove drove around in my dad's van and I call it the glam van <laughs> I don't know if you remember this but um and like I, when I came home I always like I came home from travel and I would come home get in the van and do whatever I need to do like I had no desire to like have a car I was like you know my money was spent on traveling and the things I valued most so I never really cared about stuff like that and I didn't realize that that was like a strength until like I had my following because I'll never forget somebody messaging they're like oh my god Sinead like like picking up stories of me like and being like there isn't a girl that would go about in this city that would do that would that that would do that like fair play to you know and I'm like "Ah, so obviously I think like that was such a strength and like I owned I did own myself and it was really good to get away as well from you know your your original hometown you sort of get away and you kind of just you can be whoever you want and you've got no judgment so you really do find yourself in those moments and in when you're traveling alone like you only have yourself and you've got even when you have a friend sometimes you're like being like the same as them if you know what I mean but when you're by yourself like you just really like have your own personality um and so yeah I really really did own that there is a lot of confidence that you know I had to gain throughout the years and there was a lot of imposter syndrome but I would say like being myself was easy but being Sinead the successful person was the hardest part for imposter syndrome I would say but being like the cookie doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks was 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 easy for me but yeah now the successful Sinead was was the hard one to crack I would say yeah and how did you crack that was it through the inner work like the journaling and meditation or was it something else I would say therapy I would say therapy like I wish that I you know went to therapy a bit sooner so I could figure it out a bit sooner but like you know we're all meant to go through all these things for a reason so uh, I'd say therapy really got me to my self-worth because it was like I had to reparent myself in in therapy and be like no you deserve this because 
no one told you I always remember being confident in myself as younger and being like no I'm gonna be this I'm gonna be that and they'd be like no Sinead cop yourself on go to your degree get go to your job get your normal life and I'd be like right okay so um I always had this imposter syndrome of that because I just never felt, I never felt valuable enough. I did everything for free for so many years. And when I went to therapy, I'll never forget my first session. I'm just like, why are you doing everything for free? Or why, why are you not making money from your, from your platform or from your talent and from your value? You're so valuable. And I remember being like, oh no, 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 no. What do you mean? Like charge them for things? No, I couldn't do that. So it was just like, and she was, I remember she was so shocked. She was like, why would you not like they value your opinion they value your work so you know really you need to value yourself so it it wasn't about them it was about me I needed to value myself and to this day I still barely value myself like I I do work and I I I charge really low and on certain things but yeah I think therapy definitely because you have to go through all your limiting beliefs Hmm. of you know what happens when you're a child and all the work that you have to do on yourself because you know all these experiences in life such as you know being in school teachers bullies um all these things happen and they we like internalize everything and we see we see ourselves differently in the future and we have to go back to those moments like you have to go back to especially in meditation we do I do a lot of because I did psychotherapy it's more like meditating and getting to you know into your timeline so when you're in your timeline and you see these things that have been holding you back, such as teachers or random words of other people or anything, like it could be something like your mean big sister said, do you know what I mean? And it, you just internalize it at that moment to make you feel like you're a chef. You know, simple things like, you know, not getting a solo in the choir. can You can internalize that into your bad singer and you could never sing again. So you have to go back to these moments in therapy and you have to like really reparent yourself and be like, no, that's just a random person's opinion of you and does it mean that you're not capable of becoming successful because like that's sort of like what I it's sort of like what I thought I never thought that I could amount to anything because like I wasn't I was really good at school I just wasn't good at homework I wasn't good at like timekeeping I was never good at organization or doing things on time but when it came to exams I always like I could always ace them because that's the kind of my personality trait and that's like who I am and in school they you know they don't understand that people learn differently and I learn totally different from somebody else like I learned from reading a book while somebody else learns from video or visuals Mm -hmm. so I learned that way and then I and then I cram so you have to go back and be like okay that's a random person's opinion of me that told me this does it actually mean that I can't be successful and you sit there and you're like no because first of all they don't know what I'm going to go through in my life to make me feel so passionate about my work so how dare they tell me that I can't amount to anything do you know what I mean so yeah so I think like you have to go back to those moments and you have to like really sit there with those moments which can be difficult but it is the most like the biggest breakthroughs that you can go through is to go through those moments yeah Um, I resonate with everything you've just said there because it becomes the story we tell ourselves from what's happened in childhood which forms your self-image so I don't know whether it's like a worthiness thing for women that we struggle to like charge our worth like because that's something that I'm working through as well and actually like owning that you are putting this content into the world or you've got this knowledge or gift or whatever it is skill to be able to help others and you need to have that 
energy exchange in return and not kind of undervalue yourself and I think yeah. women we like struggle with that and then with the whole like school concept it could be even as little as like not getting picked for the PE team and then in your mindset like you're like I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to change like I don't want to be in the gym I'm not a fitness person like it can really like snowball can't it so it's kind of like yeah. recognizing when that story happened and how you've been and why you've been holding on to it and letting go of it in your adulthood because if you don't then you just start like following the crowd and almost like living a life that is out of alignment from your truth and then when you like are able to really unpick that and pull back all those layers you can uncover like that's why I believe that all this time and it's not it's not my reality like um so I think a lot of people would relate to that 100% and as you talk a lot about changing your self-image so when you were going to to therapy and you were doing all this work and uncovering all this how did you change energetically to start to become the Sinead who charges her worth she isn't embarrassed about that she will step into a truth and she wants to build her businesses and, and make it you know a life for herself so how are you able to move in that direction I think um you know seeing the physical evidence of it was was probably what happened you know seeing people message me and the things people would tell me like that really really helped me with my self-worth and it made me you know really value myself and you know sometimes it takes a while to get that audience as well I was so blessed with like such an amazing audience who also voiced their gratitude for me so I feel like that really really helped me and then once I started like I was standing on stage doing talks and stuff and I was taking panic attacks because I never felt deserving to be up there and what made me feel deserved to be up there was having the success that people think so like the materialistic money or business so once I had the money in business then I was able to do it with ease but the the thing is being up there was with the money in the business I'm the same person yeah you know I have the same value I just it was like something that I needed I needed this physical evidence and I wish I didn't and that's sort of like what I want to teach people as well because you are taught that you need all these things but like some of us just have a fucking gift some of us you're just and like it's what our gift is is our expert we're experts of experience because we've been through it we've been in dark places and we've been really like brought out by you know women and men and men as well like who have said things maybe in a podcast maybe in a book maybe in something and these words like saved us that day and helped us come out of this funk you know what I mean do you get what I mean sorry I'm yeah, just like no. off on a tide didn't I yeah I, totally yeah so sense. yeah so sometimes we and we are so you know we have been in that position where we've been in a really low dark place and we know what pulled us out and we know what helped us. And that is what people want to work with. They want to work with these people. Like if I am looking for, like at the moment, I'm looking for a therapist for my friend and, you know, I'm looking for someone who's had, I don't want anyone who's had this big clinical degree. Yeah. They have to have a degree behind them to be whatever, but like, I need to know that they've, they can relate to her and that they can really experience what she experienced. And like, you will find these people all the time. Like, you'll go into like domestic violence people and you the people that are you know pushing that are the people that have had domestic violence the people that are pushing self-help are the people that needed the self-help and the people that are pushing suicide awareness are the people that felt suicidal so um it's so annoying that like it's not recognized at this point that experience is so so important especially when you're so fucking passionate but yeah just realizing that I think that you know if you've been through it yourself like I'm sure there's a reason and a story behind how you want 
to do this as a coaching degree yeah yeah well my background's in social work so I yeah social work degree and I worked as a social worker and then so I've always had that want to help people like that that desire to, mm-hmm. to be support and hold the space but then I wanted to be able to do it kind of in a more aligned way and work directly more with women and then I've seen the benefits of the practices around like the self-development my routines my mindset building my confidence taking this and putting myself out there and then as similar to you you start to see the payoffs and then you start thinking actually I can do this I am worthy of that and why can't I do this like I am capable and then when you do that you just start to feel like a sense of I can't explain it other than like it just feels right like it feels in flow and everything seems to align like with the podcast you need I started and started taking serious I started taking it seriously in January and ever since then, I've just been able to get guests. Like, it's just come. Like, not not everyone said yes, of course, but yeah. that happens. But it's just flow. And then I've been able to get to have so many amazing conversations. So I think it's kind of like when I have gone through difficult times or I felt disconnected from what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And I felt a little bit alone because sometimes I have. And that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast because a lot of my friends are kind of like, married or they have houses and they're you know engaged or with their boyfriends and then when you're kind of at a point where you're like I want to start my own business and I want to do my own thing it's not necessarily seen as like when you circle around you it's not the norm you can feel like isolated so that's another reason as well but I do think there's something really beautiful in owning who you are and being authentic because when you're authentic and you share like I was so nervous about getting on stage like people don't see that when you're on stage but when you tell them it makes you even more relatable and I think we always try to be perfect don't we like perfectionism procrastination I'll wait till then I'll wait till this I'll wait till I've got x amount of followers before I start a business you just keep delaying and getting in your own way don't you with the procrastination when you started doing the inner work like reading all the self-development books changing your habits and your routines how did you start to like implement it so it didn't seem so overwhelming and when did when was the point that you started to see like a real payoff like you felt different in yourself I mean I think I had loads of aha moments just with reading so it all began with reading for me like I just like made myself read 10 pages a day I don't even know where I got that out of I remember just being like okay 10 pages a day um and the reward started to come because I started to understand humans so understanding humans you're literally like oh that's why he said that and that's why that happened and that's why I did that and you start <laughs> to get all these rewards of like you know you know all the things and then when you start to understand yourself and other people you start to forgive yourself you start to really forgive yourself for all the things that you've did because you're like oh I did that because I was triggered because I'm triggered because of what this happened in my childhood and you start to really understand yourself and when you really understand and find yourself and who you are everything becomes easier and you become so much more resilient so I started just to become more resilient like people if people were telling me something I'd be like well you know this is me you know this is what I like didn't really matter because I knew I started to find myself in books and then with books then obviously you know I couldn't ignore the meditation because although I was reading the books I was still having the physical effects in my body from anxiety like you know I was still not sleeping 
I was still struggling with um, heart palpitations, but I was definitely self-development, but I was just on a long road of healing from the dark place that I was in. So I had these physical effects. I was reading, starting to understand people, but still not sleeping. And then, you know, constantly read about meditation, read, read, read. And, you know, I just couldn't ignore couldn't ignore it anymore because people were like no meditate like every successful person that I ever knew that I ever looked up to was meditating and I was like I can't ignore it anymore and so I started like booking myself into meditation classes and you know I was just addicted to that I was just although it was hard to put a practice in I was kind of in and out in and out and once I got a constant practice I was like oh I can sleep I don't have heart palpitations I feel peaceful it doesn't matter what happens on the outside because I have peace on the inside. Like this feeling was so magical to me. And I was like, everyone needs to feel this. Everyone needs to stick with it. And, you know, it's hard to get people to stick to meditation when there's no real, real good programs out there. Like I had to force myself to find programs. And even at that, they weren't structured enough to get help to, to like make people stay at it because they need to stay at it for at least 21 days. So that's when I started. That's why I started the brave way because I just needed people to find this inner peace. And then once you start feeling all these things, you start you, the reading, you're getting rewarded from the reading. You're getting the physical, amazing, like peaceful effects of meditation and then yoga and then human connection in itself. You're just addicted at this point and you can't live without it. I think, I think like there's this point where you're like, oh no, I, oh, I haven't meditated in three days. Oh, I haven't read a book. Oh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know about you, but that's me. I'm just like, I just yeah. know. And plus I do something for me every day. And that little point in the morning um, when I do my morning routine is just something I look forward to every single day. And I want people to feel that, like that, to look forward to their day rather than just rolling out of it and just like getting on with their day. They need to really have that time for themselves and to self-develop and really find themselves. So, yeah. yeah yeah and I find with meditation it changes your energy because you're able to be more oh, grounded yeah. and calm aren't you you're able to like be connected to your intuition because I think yeah. when you're in society and then you're reading books and you're reading advice from all these people I am saying the same as you I love learning new things reading new things absorbing information but that's another person's opinion and yes it's worked for them but you have to connect with what feels right for you and I think with meditation it enables you to do that and then really kind of change how you're showing up because when you start your day with meditation your energy shifts because you feel like it your energy raises like your vibration raises and then how you show up in the day will have a like a direct reflection of what you what you get back like what you choose and how you're showing up in terms of like with other people so it's it all starts from that like with your morning routine I couldn't great agree anymore like for me I love meditation I actually got involved in it or like first discovered it through Dr. Joe Dispenza's oh yeah yeah because I really like the fact that he gets you to visualize like your future self and how you want to feel how you want to show up and what you want to let go of but his stuff is quite woo woo like I am spiritual but it, it can be not for everyone and I think I don't know yeah. whether you've got you'll have the same as this or you've had the same said to you a lot of people say things like don't be I'm not a meditator I can't meditate I don't need to meditate and it's almost like they wait till crisis point until like yeah it's really shit before like they do something about it whereas the point is you meditate you connect with yourself now and then you're able to deal with these crisis situations in a better way 
Would you agree? Yeah, and like, if people are like, oh, I'm not a meditator, I can't do it. But also like, every single person can do it. And it's a practice that needs to be practiced. And these people, like, you know, you really do find yourself and you answer your own questions with your subconscious in your meditations. Like people in my course and I are quitting jobs, starting businesses because they've really found the answers within through the appropriate structure in the meditations. So, and it's not even that. It makes you good at life. It's not just even about the spirituality or anything like that. It just makes you good at life. Like the, one of the best benefits of meditation is the pause. And that's like someone who's in control of their emotions and is able to pause before they emotionally react. So let's just say, you know, you're, you know, something happened or you like something happened with your boyfriend or, you know, you react and you say something you regret and you do something you regret because your your emotions are so, so heightened. You know, you see a lot of people being like, oh, we just did that because, you know, he did that and I was pissed off. And then, you know, they could do something that is detrimental to the whole relationship that could change the whole dynamic by saying something they don't, they don't mean. Like, and we've all done that. Mm. We've all said things, you know, even on nights out, someone bangs into you. There's always that person that's like, what the fuck? <laughs> With the, I can do this guy's accent because I always get banged into you. <laughs> Oh my God, what the fuck? Who the fuck do you think you're at? No. I, like, I remember, <laughs> I remember always that, like in the toilet in, in, in mansion, um, you know, you have like, there's always that, there's always that one person that's always yeah. going at you and it's because they're not in control of their emotions. So when you're in meditation, you get to sit back, observe your thoughts, observe your emotions coming up, whether they be, you know, sad emotions, whether they be you know happy emotions you get to watch them and observe them and then you can react on them and like one of the best things I say in meditate one of the best quotes I think it's such a simple quote but meditation is about choosing your thoughts like you choose your clothes in the morning you choose what serves you that day so you learn to like watch the thoughts come up and it's crazy because when people first come into the course you know especially if they've had negative thought patterns for a very long time and have never observed their own mind of what's going on there like oh my god she's the thoughts are so bad and I like they're so and I'm like yes because you haven't even listened to them for so long you have just been believing them and then believing that you are those thoughts so here we are now to observe those thoughts and like what we do is like we observe the thoughts and we you know we visualize we're lying on the grass we're chilling and every time every time a thought arises and you engage in the thought and you notice the thought you bring the thought and you and you put it in a cloud and then you watch as the cloud goes by. So that's just like a cloud technique, but I think it's like the most effective. So it's about watching your thoughts come by, observing them and noticing the things that you've been saying to yourself for so long and realizing that you can just observe them. You can put them in the cloud and you can watch them go by and you can choose a better thought for yourself that day. So yeah, there's it's not even about just the spiritual aspect of, you know, it's about changing your thought patterns and starting to observe and starting to be better at life and being a better person, being a better partner, being a better daughter, a better mom, you know, being more patient. Yeah. There's so many, so many benefits to it. And there's so many different types of meditation. So if you don't like one, you'll like the other. We'll yeah. find one for you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about trying it because you don't know yeah. how it'll make you feel. Like obviously when you are meditating, you know, and you just want to like share it with everyone. Say like, it's amazing. It'll change everything, how you're showing up, your thoughts and all of that. But people find it quite scary because we live in a society where it's all fast paced, like masculine energy, do, do, do. So like when you have to like sit with yourself and listen and think about what's coming up, 
people don't like that it can be uncomfortable so I think that's why there's the resistance but have you ever tried hypnotherapy yeah like I've done I've studied hypnotherapy as well so it's actually involved in the course as well and I've done my own sessions of hypnotherapy so yeah, no, I do love hypnotherapy as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently trained to be a hypnotherapist. I've got like my last day on Saturday, but I felt, I thought that hypnotherapy was the same as meditation, but I've learned that it's, there is a difference, isn't there? Like, because mm-hmm. with hypnotherapy, they're telling you, whereas meditation, you're telling them. Do you get what I mean? Like your guide? Yeah. Hypnotherapy, well, you can bring both. I bring both into it. Yeah. You know, I, I bring them on a journey through hypnotherapy and then I let them answer the questions as well. So yeah. a lot comes up, a lot of different things come up for different people. But it's, it's about bringing the, like, the aspect because a lot of different people in meditation, you know, they just let you lie there and, you know, they just ask you questions. But like, I think in this day and age, because attention spans are so very low due to like constant content and yeah. you know, smartphones, um people really need to be brought on a mindful journey before they get asked the uncon- like subconscious questions so you know we don't I don't just say you know go to a meadow like I explain the entire meadow you know what color the flowers are what color the gate is you know I get them to smell the summer air the temperature of you know the air on their skin and you know to really make them feel like they're in that moment because if you just leave them to just wander they just wander back to their what they're having for dinner because they're so, <laughs> yeah. because like the attention span is so low of the generation so we need to be mindful of that um as teachers as well so no it's very interesting and there's endless amounts of you know information on on meditation I could talk about it all day <laughs> and now I yeah. think it's I think I can tell from your energy as well with it because there's so many benefits like have you found with your own like inner growth and all of the work you've done that you're able to now read other people better so it's almost like help with your boundaries so other people's intentions people who you let into your circle um, people who you trust like have you been able to use like your meditation as a form of strengthening that I think like meditation is probably the like my my niche as a teacher is, is helping people find themselves and find who they are and finding their most joyous moments and stuff like that so once you're of that strength of like who you are it's very easy to be like no this person's not really for me and this person doesn't really align with me um but in terms of boundaries like that's a whole different conversation altogether because boundaries is something that I only learned in the last year or two and it's probably the hardest thing for me as a people pleaser because you know some of us are people I'm a people pleaser because um it's it's actually a sign of low self-worth because or low self-love low self-worth because um you need to please other people to feel good about yourself rather than be like hey just let you know like no I don't want to do that so you just constantly people please so I still work on boundaries every single day but I'm definitely definitely getting there getting better but if you have any tips on boundaries then send them my way <laughs> I'm the same as you I'm a people pleaser and I think it's been from like the inner child of wanting that validation so Mm -hmm. I think that's where it stems from with me and I think it's just more around like when you set the boundary like seeing the payoff because when you don't and you do something that you don't want to do or you say yes to something or it's going against who you are really so it will affect your energy even more and I think um, it's trusting your intuition more and trusting that you know you know like the red flags you know the signs you know things that you need to take a step back from and then when you don't do that like 
it'll just show you the universe will just show you in another way so it's oh, just yeah. being able to trust <laughs> yeah <laughs> I did want to talk to you about manifestation because I know that you do talk about it yeah. a lot on your content and you're really big on it so what would you say in terms of someone who wants to start manifesting, someone who really wants to get into it, wants to change the circumstances, the life and the reality, what's the starting point for people to begin? Um, so the starting point, like, you know, for manifestation is, first of all, find out what you love. And it's, it's that point of the biggest thing for me and clients, as I'm like, okay, so what do you want? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, what, yeah. do you mean? what do you mean you don't know you know like obviously it's it's not something we've ever been asked you know what do you want to do like what brings you joy so it's all about finding that those moments that bring you joy and really going backward and seeing your like inclinations of when you're a child and like what things made you really really tick and then you need to go forward and begin the visualization so the visual you can visualize and manifest all you want but unless you unless you think you deserve it, then you're not getting anywhere because that's the shadow work. That's all the work that we need to do, the inner child, the, the blocks, because, you know, people are like, well, I visualize it and I imagine myself there. Why is it not working? I'm like, because you don't believe that you're supposed to be there. If I tell you, you know, but like you want to be a billionaire, if you say to me, I want to be a billionaire, I'm like, well, okay, do you believe you deserve to be a billionaire? Like everyone says, no, no one believes that. It's a process that you have to go through. You have to get your first little manifestation and then you're like, oh, and then you get the next one and then you get the next one and then you start getting bigger and bigger. Like you can't just go for like a six figure day after not, after not having a six figure month or a six figure year. So it has to, you know, have those self-belief that you can do it. So definitely when you manifest and visualize, do it, manifest, visualize, then we need to start working on the self-belief. So that's what we do in the course, like we do finding yourself, manifest, and then we go to self-belief and what is holding you back. So you could manifest your dream life, bring in your higher self. And then the next meditation, you'd be like, okay, what is the belief that I have that is stopping me? And you're so relaxed and in your subconscious, like you just bring the answers. And a lot of people just get their answers in that moment. Um, a lot of people get their answers like throughout the next few days when in signs and stuff like that. So yeah, it's finding out what is holding you back and then your resistance and your surrendering. So you need to surrender and get rid of your wants. It's such a complicated process. You think it was, you think it would be easy, but it's like, no, then you need to just surrender and be like, okay, I've manifested it now. It'll come at the right time. And it might come in a different way. It might come in a way, you know, it'll just come. So Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. there's a lot to it, but amazing. It does definitely a lot to it. And my biggest downfall is the surrendering. Like I'm really like clear. I know what I want. This is what I want. And then I'll like take a land action work on the inner beliefs, which I think is an ongoing thing because as you grow as a person, there's like another belief that comes up that you think, oh yeah, I'm not worthy of this. Or I didn't actually realize that this was a belief as well. So I think it's always like a practice. Like it definitely is for me where I'm at in my life anyway, but it's the letting go element because you're almost like checking your watch thinking like, why is it not happening yet? Why is it not showing up? I'm doing all the inner work. I'm, you know, doing my morning routine. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Why is it not come yet? And you get impatient, don't you? You really do. Yeah. But then there's, there's accept, there's rejection and acceptance because yeah the universe for me the universe always always delivers whether I take on what they're giving me in my emotions or not that's the question so like a big manifesting lesson is you literally can get 
it in your thoughts and in your emotions. Like some people are asked for purpose and say they ask for purpose and they go to their job every single day and they absolutely have started to dread their job every single day they're walking in and they're dreading walking in and they keep telling people oh, I hate I'm dreading my job and I'm like you ask the universe for purpose your emotions are telling you something you need to leave but people never want to leave because they're they don't want to reject same thing with love I want love I want my love and relationship I want purpose and you know they see a text on their boyfriend's phone and the universe just gives them something and they just rejected it and it's constantly there constantly there and then next thing it's like bang like you walk in and I'm with someone because the universe just will then scream yeah but yeah so it's that acceptance and like for me like I was manifesting a house and I was manifesting certain amount of money and I had this like I was in the garage and people were on the radio and they were just telling people about how they felt about their partners and about the people in their life during the pandemic they were doing like anonymous confessions of how much they couldn't cope and how much they were going to divorce at the end of this and blah 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 and I was like oh my god I think this is a great time to like get to know your partner and to work on it and develop and become like better and obviously I have all that information because I've been studying relationships for years and I was like oh god I just maybe I should put it in the book no there's there's that there's the universe give me it the universe give me it now here's me rejecting it if I went I'm not a writer I'm not going to write that all right so the universe gave me the answer it gave me the house and the money they're writing that back and I just went no but instead I went here it is and there I went upstairs and like stayed inside my room for four weeks and wrote that book and then there was the money for the house you know so it's just like I literally was getting goosebumps when you were talking then because it's like it's give it gives you the tools gives you the ideas and the inspiration and then it kind of it's you then yeah yeah, it's up to you because it's kind of Mm -hmm. like that's another thing as well like do you believe like our life has got its soul like it's planned out or do you believe that it's a case of the decisions and the choices that we make depending on what the the outcome is that we get from life I think like we all have this massive massive potential but we just never we never do anything about it even sometimes I'm watching people you know like I'm really into like neuroscience and I'm really into like massive research projects I love that stuff and I'm just like I know I should be on those research projects I know I should be in that lab but I'm not using my potential because I'm like oh my life is easy sitting here in Bali Mm. you know so I think like there's so much potential and I think what we need to realize I think like the biggest lesson in life from God or the universe is that we can have whatever we want if we if we raise our vibration we can literally have whatever like everything I've ever wanted when I raise my vision I get it and it's and it's just this crazy game that I'm like oh this is what it's about and when you tell people about it they're like oh my god you're crazy and I'm like no this is the game he wanted us to know this the yeah. universe wanted us to know this the whole time that if we're actually good people and change your vibrations get rid of all the low vibrations like judgment or low self-worth all these things if we start working through them we can just get whatever we want mm. and I truly believe that and see if people don't believe it I'm like okay you're lost I don't I can't sit there and try to like beg people to to believe it because they're like oh no that's all mumbo jumbo I'm just right right even like if you look at I think it's like the seed of the soul and they talk about you know karmic more karmic stuff and like if you it's all about your karma and I just was like, you should just try it. Just try being a good person. Try giving. 
when you see a homeless person give money when you see a charity give money give money give 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 when you see someone who is your rival at work shout them out you know why don't we bring people up instead of hitting people down there is literally room for everyone so once you start doing all those things to like um just give 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 then like you'll receive 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 so um yeah. yeah and I'm just like to people if you don't believe it just try it just try it just try being good everything you do just try to be good and try to give as much as you can and see what happens it's an yeah, abundant so mindset it. isn't it having the yeah. abundance of like there's enough for everyone and when yeah. you do good it will come back to you in return but like you're right there's no point in you trying to like explain it or force it to anyone who's not willing to do that but what is the worst they've got to lose if they don't believe it just try it and it might make you feel better like opportunities may come your way and your vibration will probably raise because like you know you start that with meditation don't you and then it transfers into like the inner work that you do with like your journaling and then everything yeah. else just starts it's like that saying isn't it and I was like cliche but when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change which then changes like the action that you take the outcome that you get and what comes into your like what genuinely like comes into your life yeah. and um I think it's so important because like sometimes in like in society we can get like confused with what we actually want like we think we want things we think we want the next thing we think we want this because we put our validation on it and I I do it all the time and I have to stop myself it's like I don't like value what I've done right now like I sometimes overlook it and I think well it's not where I want to be so I'm kind of like undermining what I have done the progress I've made instead of celebrating it because you're putting like your validation on external things and then until you like realize like well I've actually done all of this work I have raised my vibration I need to accept that for like what I am doing instead of like always looking for other things and what what's next what's next like you really like disconnect from your truth and what you want and I think you start getting lost in thinking oh she's got this she's got that maybe I should want that maybe I should want this and it might not be true to you and that might be why like things aren't folding out in the way that you'd want because it's not really your authentic like desire like what you does that make sense and I think I know what you mean yeah yeah and I think it's like when you just have the opportunity to really connect with you and you get clear on what you want that's when things flow better yeah and like I always say like the person that needs nothing attracts everything and I made a decision a long time ago that I needed nothing but that that, what I had at that moment and it was you know all I had was my book my self-development and you know you know like my inner peace and at that moment everything else I needed nothing more and at that moment that was the moment that everything changed because everything just attracted to me and even now like the fact that you know even me and Jack went to an orphanage the other day and I made a like I went over there to give it like a donation and he'd be like oh so why are you giving them that much money and I was just like I have everything that I need if I lost all my money today I would have everything that I need it didn't matter and that is that is the mindset that you need that abundant mindset that like if you have nothing you have your self-development you have your inner peace and you have your growth then you need nothing you know, if everything goes, I'm like one of I'm like one of those people. Like, I leave my laptops at night, leave my phone at night, leave my purse at night. My mom's always like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "But if it goes, it goes." You know, I have this like, yeah. I have this mindset where I'm like, "If it goes, I like, you know, kind of do." It's like, non-attachment, isn't it? You're not attached. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like I've I learned that a long time ago in Thailand. Like, there was just this moment of like spiritual awakening where I was like, I just need nothing. Like, I just need this book and this like roof over my head and this. Bowl of eggs, <laughs> and that was it. 
Yeah. And I would always find my way. And like, you know, if I ran out of food, I would find it. I would make it. I can live off the land. I can raise chickens. You know, I was just like, I had that <laughs> mindset always. And I always never, yeah, I just felt like I never, and like all the stuff comes. And it's so funny because I never needed that stuff. And people know that about me. And then people are like, oh, but you have all that stuff now. Like you do stuff like that now. Like, does that mean you're changed? I'm like, well, no, because I still have all the values. Like I still have the values of like, if I lost everything, the first thing I'd be paying for would be my travel and I would get rid of all the other stuff. You know, I wouldn't have the nice like trainers or something. Do you know what I mean? I would just have, it's just like, that's my values. So yeah. And like, it just comes. And I also do other stuff. I still do all my donations. I still do everything, but I also have money left to, to look after me and my family and, you know, and live like a nice life. Yeah. So I can't complain, but like that feeling of like giving, because like a lot of people have that greed you know when they're getting money they want to keep it and they want to keep it and they want to make more money and I'm kind of more like let's give it <laughs> like let's like, I don't need it so like let's like what do I need it for do you know it's strange like I don't know yeah now I think it's really good because you're securing yourself and you have that self-love of like I don't need to put my worth on a material item I know I'm enough already and I'm because you're I would say like you probably feel like you're living in your purpose or you're at least like doing what you enjoy and that's like the ultimate yeah. thing of life isn't it you're doing yeah. what you love to do day to day like you've manifested what you've created right now so you have all of this evidence that you can do it so you don't have to tie it onto your self-worth and I think so many people do fall into that um, like rabbit hole of it's the next thing and it's the next thing and then it just causes them to feel even more like disconnected you know when you hear like a lot of millionaires are like depressed mm. because they're yeah. always seeking like their external validation so I think it is really good that you were able to do that and I definitely think it's probably been down to like all the inner growth work that you've done and then like putting yourself in these situations where you've had to rely on yourself yeah you've had to just like definitely. get on with things but it's yeah. interesting just to share a little story but you even like for me with this podcast so like I said to you before we started recording, I've interviewed, for, well, you're the 48th person this year and I'm taking a break in December from interviewing because I just need to take a step back. And I remember I had like a, an intention. I wanted to record an episode, like an in-person episode here in Liverpool with someone like quite local who's got like a bit of a following. And it didn't transpire at the point, but it was going to happen and then it didn't happen. And then I was like, oh, okay, it doesn't really matter. So I let it go. And then I got had an email and it was obviously from Jack saying like Sinead's available to do your podcast now and I was like because <laughs> I asked I sent the email back in like March or April forgot and then I, and then it comes to me and I was like there's me like yeah December <laughs> oh my god amazing oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah it's it's so it just goes to show like when you do have that surrender and you let go and you just focus on what you love and connect back to what feels yeah. right things just come yeah. And one of my like best advice as well for anything, people are like, oh, Shane, how can I grow? And I'm like, no, stop concentrating on the people that aren't already in front of you. Like the people in front of you, if yeah. you have five followers, um, your job is to change their lives and do something for them. You know, if those five people are impacted by you, what are they going to do? They're going to tell their friends. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. So stop trying to like do these growth techniques. Like people are always like, oh, you need these growth techniques. You know, these people comment on yourself. I'm just like, no, like I just want to like help the people that are sitting in front of me. And then like growth just comes naturally because if you're impacting those people, those people are going to tell their friends. So that's what you got to concentrate on is like 
that just like like the people that are listening right now like concentrate on them and like what can I do to like help them you know have a better mindset and that's like the best mindset to have yeah and it's the energy behind the action you know if you're only doing something to grow to to have the numbers it's not you know it's probably not going to make you feel fulfilled whereas like I really like what you're saying it's like saving the people who you have now and valuing them and then that will Mm -hmm. obviously kind of come back to you in different ways yeah amazing I've just got a couple more what I did want to ask you as well Sinead was what is the biggest thing that you have learned in 2021 would you say 2021 I mean I've had some I've had some shitty things in 2021 I think 2021 trying to think now because I'm like I feel like all the pandemic feels like 2020 (laughs) I'm so confused I'm like no I was gonna say something about Jack and I was like no that was 2020 that's so confusing okay so 2021 I think a lot of things was the biggest thing that I had to learn in 2021 is just because somebody doesn't like you doesn't mean you're not likable because the more you grow or the more you put yourself out there there is always going to be people that don't like you yeah and you you go through these moments being like oh my I'm this I'm that and you start to like really question you and then you're like no I have good intentions every single day and if I do something wrong then it's a mistake I'm a human and you know that's self-forgiveness so yeah I think that was the biggest lesson for me just that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think I like for me because going back to saying like I'm a people pleaser and I want to I don't want to kind of upset anyone or whatever and I'm an empath when I'm like growing I think that would be something that I would really find difficult of like I say something and then someone doesn't like agree with it or someone doesn't like it and then I think mm. oh my god if I like and then I reckon it's something I definitely need to work on because it, I want to get to the point where I'm like now I'm, I'm okay with saying what I say and that's my truth and if someone doesn't agree with it I'm not going to then go and question it like I'll be open-minded I'm not going to say like I know everything and I've got the answers yeah. it's just having a different energy of like not letting it affect your confidence I suppose yeah and you have to realize that most of the people that are judging you are, are disagreeing with you or, or something you know you know a simple a simple one would be like people don't change people say that all the time like yeah. you know if you look at me when I was younger I was like you know down the riverbank drinking freaking cider and blah 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 so for people to see this person now he's like you know self-developed and is into all the stuff they're like oh no 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 she was like a little rascal down such and such and it's because they have never seen change in themselves so how can they believe in change yeah. so it's nothing to do with you that they don't believe you've changed because 100 percent, everyone can change mm. definitely so yeah yeah and it's and you, it, people are going to come at you like the more you grow they're yeah. going to come and you have but, to have that resilience yeah how do you create that resilience is it through just having that like level of trust with yourself and self-awareness I mean I'm so used to it now like I, I like there were times it was very tough like I have to say it is very tough especially when like you know your privacy and you know you're trying to have a relationship and they're saying stuff and you know they're talking about your mom and dad and you feel mm-hmm. like it's your fault that they're saying these things and it's very very tough but then there's moments that are so impactful on you that make you realize how important it is and how needed I am at this point like that was one of the things I really learned in my inner child work was like to know that I was I am needed and 
you know, there was a point in, in my career, like, this is a, like a big point. There's a few times this has happened. No, actually, I'll tell the most recent one, but we were at, at a retreat and we were just sitting about and I don't know what we were talking about. We were going around, going around in the retreat and someone, we were saying everything that, what we've learned in, in the last few days or whatever. And someone just came, just looked at me and she just goes, I have to tell you something. She's like, I wouldn't be on this earth if it wasn't free. She's like, you saved me. And it's just crazy to think that and so everyone everything that says something negative I think of those moments yeah and it's been more than once that I've heard that for me and it's so powerful like it sends me shivers like when I when I I hear things like that yeah it sends me shivers and those are the moments and I just want to thank anyone who has ever sent me anything like that because those are the things that really keep me going like there is times where like I've went off Instagram where something's happened or someone's been really nasty or just something and you know like people being like no Sinead like please come back like I need you I'm like no no like it's true and to, even to say that like I am needed is something that I had to work on in, in work and inner child work because that child at one point felt like you know she wasn't loved and to go back and tell her like you know come on you need to grow up and have resilience because you're needed that was um that's a big part of the resilience like those little moments where you're helping someone is very important yeah it's like taking the good with the bad because there will always be someone who doesn't like you and it can be like a undercurrent of jealousy really and that's why they come at you because I can imagine a lot of these accounts or whatever pages or whatever it's written they're anonymous so people don't really have to show their yeah. identity so they feel like they can hide and they can say whatever they want whereas like they won't really come up to you in the streets and say the things that they've said to you why would you do that yeah, and it's not even that it's just like what am I doing that annoys you so much like like oh part of the inner work is when I when jealousy or when judgment arises within me I always question it I'm like okay why am I judging that person right now it's because like you know like simple as somebody having the confidence to like talk in front of their camera or take a photo yeah. in front of people right I would have judged that and been like oh my god loves themselves no I'm judging that person because I'm desiring their confidence yeah and that's what it is and I used to be like oh well, people aren't jealous of me they don't want my job and they don't want this but they probably desire the freedom like I'm yeah. very lucky I have the freedom I can live in ballet and you know I've used social media to my advantage that I can work from anywhere and as much as I don't want to admit it that's something that everyone would desire nobody wants to go to work and work for someone else nobody wants to put their children in childcare to go to work like we are so blessed that some of us now like can work from social media and we can look after our children without sending them away Mm -hmm. so we have to think about it like that and be like more inspired by that person rather than so that's what I use I use it like if I'm judging someone I'm like no I'm going to be inspired by that person now Mm -hmm. because yeah you have to that's that's the work like coming up with your own judgments is the hardest you're like fuck shit <laughs> you're judging that person because you're fucking jealous oh but yeah that's usually what happens and, and then it, sorry yeah it's like the, no, you're right. it's like the flip side isn't it of like having compassion for them because when you know they're coming at you and then you put it into perspective the life you're living you're then able to be like compassionate and be like 
okay yeah you're just doing this out of making you feel better maybe you feel it'll give you validation but really it's just not going to like nothing's going to change put all your energy into you focus on your growth get clear on what you want start meditating I bet you probably been <laughs> like you can try my meditation course for free it's fine you know obviously it'll change your life <laughs> and then yeah I know like- I wouldn't even reply I don't reply I don't ever no. give it any energy because you know they're there with a purpose and their purpose yeah. is to first of all get to you and annoy you and second of all dissipate you down so if you're going on your page and like oh, I'm so upset and blah, blah blah and I am upset sometimes but I never show up because their purpose is fulfilled and when their purpose is fulfilled they want to do it more yeah so they don't get it from me and they will never get it from me and yeah I, if anyone is listening who's in content creation or anything like that like it's the best advice that I ever got is like no matter what don't show them that they're upset because it just drives them yeah their don't purpose the fuel yeah don't yeah. give them this because then they'll just jump on it and then it'll yeah. probably ends up like going into something that it doesn't need to be anyway so it by yeah. just not responding you're not allowing them to be able to do that you're not giving them permission in your energy even more I suppose yeah amazing Definitely. what would you say has been your like proudest moment of achievement so far people always ask me this and I'm like oh my god I don't really? know um <laughs> I think all my when I look back because obviously in the in the program as well like we do like follow and join meditations where you you really sit down and be okay in your career what are your most joyous moments and you have to really think about your timeline and think about those moments and then those are the moments you got to strive towards so I'd say the most proudest moments in my life are probably like the charity and the donations that I give um so that makes me push harder the yeah. more you have the more you can give because I never really had that money mindset because I felt I was like you know I don't need anything like but um the more you have the more you can give and like that feeling of being able to give um is so so fantastic and there's times where you know just overcoming fear as well you know like I've always I've had a lot of stage fright and stuff so getting on stage is a big big one for me and even when I look back on my careers I'm like oh I hate that one of my biggest my proudest moments is being on stage because it's so scary for me and that means I have to do it more so yeah I'd say like being on stage to like a lot of people is is, is big as well and even in, in like if you talk about in relationships like becoming very vulnerable again after after being so heartbroken like that is something that was so I never thought I could feel again I never thought I could feel that love again so I'm actually really proud of like you know the inner work I did in therapy to be like in love as well so it's not just about career it's about like your own emotional and your personal life as well I think yeah I love yeah. that definitely and I think it's having that self-love for you it's bringing that love mm-hmm. around like I'm, I'm worthy of all of these things and the fact that you're able to give to people it's giving you that fulfillment of like I'm making a difference yeah. Yeah, on a bigger scale because you make a difference yeah. to you know you make a difference to the women who follow you and then the people who do your meditation course and then obviously like the people you're giving to so it is it's, mm-hmm. it's good and then what would you say this is a little bit of a random question because we haven't really touched on relationships but I think it's good to bring it in because I know you're so passionate about relationships and you've obviously written the ebook on relationships so what would you give your will say your three top tips are that you think people need in order to make a relationship work and grow I say my top tip is weekly reviews and people always like you can't just do weekly reviews like it's not normal and I'm like yeah I don't give a fuck it is and it's the best thing ever so we do weekly reviews like we're like okay how are we feeling we do fanos which is feeling affirmation need ownership and struggle so you could say something like you know like Christmas period is coming up right we eat a lot more you know we don't feel 
so sexy anymore. You know, you know, after your dinner and 10 things of chocolate, <laughs> you don't feel sexy. So, you know, when you're in that week, you can say, I'm feeling very insecure in my body right now. So I just want you to be aware of that. Yes. So instead of like the other person thinking this person's repulsed by them, doesn't want to have sex with them. No, they're just feeling insecure in themselves. And then that gives that other person an opportunity to be like, oh my God, no, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I love you the way, any way you are. So you've got that moment and it can be anything from like, I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling a bit scared or I'm feeling fearful or I'm fe- feeling, you know, I'm feeling really stressed at work. You know, I'm feeling really over my head, like things like that. And then they can have the opportunity to help. So you got your feeling, you got your affirmation. So you know, my affirmation, you know, Jack got me flowers speaking, like, I really appreciate when you got me flowers makes me feel so good. And then that makes him do it again, because he's been affirmed. Um, you know, and then you've got your needs. So if you need anything at that moment, it can be anything from, you know, like we can say, like a good example is like, you know, we really need the both of us really needed me time, but we obviously just moved here together. I was afraid to leave him on his own because he didn't know anyone. I was dying to just roam around on my bike and just see my friends, but I didn't want to leave him. He was dying to sit and watch fucking his shows and football. And I was like annoying him. So he was like, I need more me time. And I was like, I need more me time. So that could have went on for weeks yeah. of me like holding on to him and being like, are you okay? Whenever he was like, no, I kind of just need like a little bit of me time upstairs and watch TV, play my Xbox, or whatever. So that's like a need. And then your ownership is like, if you want to say sorry, like let's just say, I was drunk and didn't text him on the way home to tell him I was coming home or, you know, I didn't, you know, just like, you know what, I'm really sorry. I was really drunk, like explaining yourself like properly and, and just saying like, sorry for, you know, shouting at you or whatever. And then a struggle, you could say anything from like, I'm struggling with um like work or, you know, you could struggle, you could say I'm struggling with money. So I'm sorry that like, I can't take you out this week. You know, things like that are very important, but we never get the opportunity because you sit, you think it in your head so much and you don't say it until you're maybe drunk. Yeah. And then you're like, well, you did this and you did that and blah, blah, blah. Whereas if you have the opportunity every week, it takes 10 minutes, it takes 10 minutes to do that. And we do it quickly at dinner. We do it on a walk. We just do it just quickly. So it doesn't take us long at all. Yeah. That's an amazing yeah. time. Yeah, I think that's the best. That's the best that I can give for people is that communication and really knowing your partner's attachment type, I suppose, is another one. Mm. Knowing what they like and knowing and understanding that you're completely different people. Um, yeah, and acceptance as well, because love really is accepting them for who they are. So trying to change them is like, you know, that feeling when someone's trying to change you, you know, yeah. that feeling. I've had that feeling like, let's go to the gym or let's do this. And like that feeling of not being enough for that person is not nice and like you're, you're 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 not actually putting it out there that they're not enough you're just trying to like make them better if you know what I mean and that's not even a thing like I could sit there and be like oh my boyfriend should be meditating meditation teacher blah 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 but like I just let him be he is and like me and him together are playful and you know we have this chemistry so I don't need to push on all my things onto him like it makes me excited you know, he comes back and tells me about Ronaldo and I'm coming back and telling him, you know, we're different for a reason. And we come back and excite each other over different things. It's, we don't have to be the same. So that was a big lesson for me. Cause like, I always kept people at arm's length. Cause I was like, no, if you don't read, you can't be my boyfriend. Yeah. But um, yeah. So just accepting them as they are, I think yeah. is a big tool. Yeah. And when you are different, it probably helps the relationship because you have different interests. So you can talk about mm. other things and learn from each other instead of like yeah. they trying to like force someone to be something that they're not or like feel like you have to be someone that you're not to receive yeah. from them. And it's different. It's just like a different energy completely. 
Yeah, I love that. Let's also talk about your podcast, Sinead Says. So I would love to find out the reason why you started the podcast and your intentions with it moving forward, because it's done so well. I started the podcast, um, you know, because I don't know. I was like, hey, guys, should I start a podcast? I was like, oh, my God, you need to start a podcast. And I was like, oh, I just got to do it. So I just did it. Um, I didn't even have a microphone. Like, I just did it. And then obviously went really well um you know learned learned how to be a better interviewer I remember this, like even listening back to my first one I'm like I don't shut the fuck up like I don't let anyone talk <laughs> like you know you learn all these things um so then it started to yeah it started to do really well and people are learning a lot from it and it's different than Instagram because people are taking the time to just listen to you they're not just like on your story like tap 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 and you know they're fully putting their ear earplugs in and they're listening so they learn a lot there and it was an opportunity for me to get like everything I've learned there. And it was for me, it was just like so easy to like rattle off these things. And then people are like, oh, my God, like this is what it is. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm amazed that like I haven't done this sooner. So it's literally like my favorite job ever because all I get to do is talk and it's fun. I get to I find it hard to get guests on. I don't know if I just like attract that to myself because I just I don't know. But um yeah so it's been it's been going really really well we started a new season this week that I am on digital detox right now because I'm like I need to plan everything so yeah excited I'm excited for the next season and what's to come yeah I love that you started with no mic because I was the same I recorded my first episode just on my phone like you know the voice yeah no but that's what I mean you have to just start and you have to just make yourself an album cover and just go for it yeah or else you'll never do it you'll never be ready you know yeah and then you don't know how far you can go until you actually put yourself out there and I think you put yourself down like you think oh I haven't got like a big following or whatever who's going to want to come on my podcast but until you start and you ask the questions you just don't know and I do think people like going on podcasts you like talking about that. what they're doing and like and you, you just like you grow as well as a as a host like I'm exactly the same I wouldn't even want to listen to like my first episodes now because I'm just <laughs> no, I much. I'd just be like no but I think I have like definitely evolved and I'm the same as you really in a sense of just do it just do it and then yeah. you'll you'll find a way but I haven't always been like that it has been down to like doing the inner work and actually like expanding my comfort zone yeah but yeah it's so good it's so exciting and I'm looking forward to the third series okay Sinead before you do go I mean people listening to this probably do know where to find you but just in case they don't do you mind just sharing um yeah so um it's at Sinead Haig or at the brave way so and you can find the courses at sineadhaggerty.com slash the brave way so that's where all the meditation courses are and that's where you find my book will be in that website as well and then the podcast is the Sinead Says podcast and you'll find that on any of your podcast apps amazing Sinead I've loved every moment of this thank you no problem thank you very much for having me and uh, thank you for coming on and I love the fact that you're the last person of 2021 it's just like really perfected like my whole podcast journey this year so thank you oh no problem thank you thank you so much for listening to lift yourself podcast if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to check out my previous episodes that i have uploaded and if you would like to give this podcast a review on the apple podcast app that would help me and the podcast out massively please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes once again thank you so much for your support and listening and i will talk to you all soon